brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. And a very good Monday morning to you, September 25th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. On this last week in September, we begin, but hey, don't worry. Be happy. Be happy. <laughs> hey, good morning. Good morning. You know, we why, have, why on this yes, day, don't worry, be happy? We had fun with this on Friday because this is National One Hit Wonder Day. And so we were going through different songs <laughs> that were quote listed as one hit wonders, and this was this was right at the top because this actually I believe hit the Billboard charts at number one, got to number one. So it wow, couldn't be, couldn't be any bigger one hit. Than Bobby McFerrin never did anything Bobby else. McF- huh? Well, he did a lot of things, but I don't know he ever had a hit. Another like, big hit. Another big hit. Like, don't worry, be happy. He was like the first uh, like acapella star yeah. before Pentatonix and right. all the Pitch Perfect movies. That's right. Bobby McFerrin did all of those tracks he did. himself. Yeah, no, he just kind of amazing. Yeah, re-recorded, yeah. re-recorded, overlay, and that is amazing. But that's all he could do. That's well, it. So it's fun. So one hit wonders, and you know you can argue these. Is it a one hit wonder? Did they have another hit? It's it's hard to say. So. Kind of what we were looking at was it's a song that you hear it and everyone can sing it. Everyone knows it. Everyone sings it. But you may not remember who the artist is. Okay. Who did that? Who who sang that song? I love that song. Who did that song? And so that's kind of a good uh, way to look at it, a good barometer, if you will, of a one-hit wonder. We were Another one we were looking at was Tainted Love. And that was a big, a big hit. Uh, again, you'll think to yourself, who did that? Soft Cell. Oh, see, I would yeah. not have gotten that one. Yeah. So anyway, you can today you can roll that around roll in your head. Roll it around and look it up. They f- think of songs that were uh, one-hit wonders. So way back in the day, because the one that came to mind to me, I, I mean, and because my parents loved, you know, 50s rock and roll and yeah. stuff, I always thought that Chubby Checker was a one-hit wonder. Yeah. But he made a whole cuz he made a whole career on one song. Yeah. But I don't know if that's a one hit. He, he Yeah, he had more, I did think. Did he have but more? That, that goes back to what? But then the late 50s, 60s. And then we were getting into an argument as to whether or not it think songs were actually one hit wonders because there's some good songs on the list that yeah. I went, "No, they didn't they have other songs cuz this is just too good of a song to be a one-hit wonder. Right. So again, you can you can probably argue some of them, but some of them are you know, they're pretty obvious. Like 
tainted love, soft That's sell. I don't know if they sell. did anything okay. beyond that. That's it. I suppose you'd have to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now I'm going to go through a list. I'm going to go online and yeah, see what are to the top up, so. top ones. But Bobby McFerrin made the list. Yeah, I know. There you go. There okay. you go. National One Hit Wonder Day. Hey, welcome to fall. Hey, boy, who turned on the faucet? I'll tell you what, it rained and rained and rained yesterday. Not hard, but it was that constant northwest drizzle, showers, showers and just, and then I heard it all night long. Did you? We got up this morning, still raining, and so that's kind of the what it's going to be doing here the next several days, just looking at the forecast. Yeah, kind of showers right on through the week, and maybe heavier today, tomorrow, and then lighten it up a bit. But yeah, it's uh, time to bring the rain jacket out, I, which I did. You did. I brought my rain yeah. jacket out today, and yesterday when Scott and I came home from church, I got all of my hanging baskets in my front porch, put them out in the grass, so that way they get uh, a good yeah. soak. They were pretty dry. I had kind of neglected them, because it was getting kind of towards the end of the year, and yeah. I wasn't very happy with them. They didn't uh, fill in like I had wanted them to. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, no more water for you. Yeah. But if I don't have to work at it, yeah, we just put them out there in the front and let you get a little drink and see if you recover any. That's nice. I had to clean the front gutter out. That's my annual, well, more That's like it. six times a year of that one gutter is problematic. It always gets debris. And so if I don't clean it, then it overflows right on our front entryway. So it's like, I got to get to that one. So I did, and it was fine. So okay. It, it was good. Well, good. You did your, so anyway. your chores list for the day so you could watch football all day <laughs> yeah. on uh, Sunday. How'd you know what I did? That's exactly <laughs> what I did. It was a perfect day for doing that. Yes. Uh, rain's falling. I'm staying inside watching football. Uh, what do you got coming up today? Well, the Archdiocese of Seattle has published the proposed list of parish families in their reorganization effort. So how will 16 parishes in southwest Washington become only four? Okay. Wow, this is a lot to take in. that. And, you know, with all this rain, one of the concerns are landslides. And so we'll talk about some safety and landslides coming up as well. we got a great show ahead for you on this Monday morning. Here is Dante Schmitz with Victory. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
lost in utter darkness Till you came and rescued me I was bound by all my sin When your love came and set me free Now my soul can sing a new song Now my heart has found a home Now your grace is always with me And I'll never be alone That is Dante Schmidt and Victory. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning last week in September. Hey, you know what else I did yesterday other than just watch football? What's that? Nothing. <laughs> Good for you. How about that? It's a day of rest. That's exactly rested, right. And David. I, and I did do that. I rested and watched football, so that was perfect. Uh, well, you know, we're going to have forecasts coming up. It's a rainy one. What do we have for our uh, first interview this morning? Well, coming up, we're going to be talking about some saints who had some very important animals Ooh. traveled with them. Yeah, stay with us. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments inviting you to join us at the 17th Annual Rosary Bowl Northwest, a Marian and Eucharistic celebration. To the shepherd children in Fatima in 1917, Our Lady stressed the importance of praying the rosary, asking the children to pray the rosary every day for peace. And that's what we'll do together as a family of faith on Saturday, October 7th, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary at the East Salem Community Center. Doors open at 9 a.m. where you can visit our community resource tables and Eucharistic miracles and rosary exhibit. Holy Mass and Rosary begin at 10 a.m. with Bishop Peter Smith. The day includes the Knights of Columbus exemplification ceremony and keynote speaker, Dominican priest, Father Brian Milady. It's free, it's fun, and it's for the entire family. For details, visit rosarybowlnw.org. That's rosarybowlnw.org. See you there. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. 
Unite with Mater Dei Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotion. I'm deeply saddened by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Dei Radio, here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 714 at Mater Day Radio. Well, I guess if you like atmospheric rivers, this week is for you. <laughs> the first one of the season. <laughs> it is, I think so. It is going to be rainy, no doubt about it. I mean, all through the week, all the little icons on the National Weather Service, rain. rain. Yeah, pretty much 100% <laughs> today. It'll uh, decrease to about 60% later tonight. It is mild, though. I mean, 65 degrees, your high today. Rain again overnight tonight, low of 56. 80% chance of rain for Tuesday, 100% for Tuesday night. So, Excellent. Uh, there you go, and 80% on Wednesday. Again, highs in the mid-60s. Currently 59 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 61 degrees at St. Cecilia Church in Beaverton. Of course, when we think about our beloved pets and the joy they bring us, you can't help but think the St. Francis, who was also a lover of animals. But he would not be the only saint who had a close friend or a saintly animal that helped them along the way. Joining us today, as she does have incredible stories about the lives of the saints, our good friend, Julie Andurko. Good morning, Julie. Thanks so much for being with me today. Thanks for having me. I love being on Modern Day. When you brought this idea to me about the, uh, let's talk about saints and animals, I went, well, you know, St. Francis. And you said, oh, he's that that one we know lots about. But there are many others who have really powerful stories in connection with animals. And I said, well, let's talk about them. So I want to talk to you today about other saints that also had connections to animals and their incredible stories. So let's start off with Grigio. Let's start off with Grigio. So that is a, a big gray dog, big gray dog. And this was uh, a dog that, well, I'm not sure if he belonged to Don Bosco or not. Don Bosco wasn't sure either, but he's associated with him in a big, powerful way. And, and there was a lot of kind of controversy over it. So Don Bosco sat down and I've got three pages where he just tells about his relationship with Grigio. And for one, he never could find Grigio's owner ever. And he tried, could not find an owner for him. But he, Don Bosco, you don't think of him as a controversial character, but he was. Really? He was because he had these boys and he was getting them off the streets. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, that was controversial because people saw them as um, delinquents. They were going to be no good. It was, they just didn't want that. They, they didn't believe in it. Um, they found them as a threat and they found his the way he was going at this, getting boys out of prisons and stuff, people just were afraid and and they just they just didn't see it his way. And he really was helpful to a lot of young men and then later young women through more homes for them and, and help for them, you know. But so political people had it in for him. 
Okay. Mm. And so sometimes when he would be walking or traveling to go somewhere, there would there would be people laying in wait for him to to maybe kill him or do him great harm or dissuade him from what he was wanting to do. And he was not dissuadable. <laughs> you, he was he was on purpose, on mission, and his boys loved him. I mean, one time he almost died and they just prayed and prayed so hard that they that the, our Lord healed him and he lived. But, you know, he knew it was because they just weren't letting him go. I mean, he was so loved by them. Yeah. But there were others who hated him, actually hated him. And so Grigio would show up and he would just protect him and save the day and cause some grief when he needed to. He did. Incredible. And so one time, like they go to someone's house and these people's house that he's going to, they have dogs. So they say, well, um, if you're coming with Grigio and why Grigio was there, because it was a dangerous trek each way and it was going to be like after dark. So Don Bosco never called Grigio, never looked for him. He just, but when Grigio showed up, he knew trouble was afoot. Okay, that's Incredible. how it was. And so he goes to these people's house and that part of it's all good. Um, and But they decide, you know, their dogs are going to get mad at Grigio and they're not going to like it. So let's lock up the dogs. So let's lock Grigio up in a room. And so they do. And then when it's time to go, they go to get Grigio and he's not there. He's just not there. The window's not open. No one's let him out. And it was a mystery. He's just not there. The other thing is, anytime somebody would try to feed Grigio, he didn't eat. Grigio never ate in front of Don Bosco ever. And he was offered. So that's why there's this idea that maybe maybe Grigio wasn't a dog. Maybe Grigio was an angel. Oh, I love that. His guardian angel. Maybe. Took the form of a dog. Always was there when he needed him because he was a dog. Physical. He was there. Don Bosco petted him. He was real. But he never, he searched and searched and searched to find the owner. Could never. And Grigio was in fantastic shape. And he was huge. And he was in fantastic shape. And when he was with Don Bosco all day, and then Don Bosco would have a meal or whatever, the dog didn't eat. So that's why there's, and so he, Don Bosco doesn't say, you know, I think he was a guardian angel. He doesn't say, I think he was a dog. He doesn't say, all he says is, this is what happened. Think what you want. But I never found his owner. Obviously, it must have been a very holy dog because I've never run across a dog, especially in my own home, that wasn't right there to grab a handout if I was there to give it to him. (laughs) So, well, wonderful for Big Grigio to take, he had his orders and he made sure to take care of them. Julian Durko joining us today to talk about some saints and some animals that are associated with them. We often think of dogs, you know, because they're so close to humans. They're so interested in us. We have this special relationship with them. But it's not always a dog that's the animal that's showing a saint the way. Tell us another story. Okay, so I'm thinking of St. Anthony and the fish. So this is a very short story, but there's more to think about it when you consider it. St. Anthony was an amazing preacher and one time, n- nobody was going to listen to him preach. There was bad press put out about him or whatever, and nobody was going to show up. And he was like the best preacher of his day and time. So he goes to the lake and he preaches anyway, kind of like St. Francis when he would talk to the birds, right? So St. Anthony, a Franciscan, he goes to the lake, mm-hmm. he preaches anyway, and the fish all come to the, to the surface and they put their heads up and they listen to him. 
I mean, it's it's kind of like when when Jesus says, you know, if these people don't say Hosanna, the stones are going to shout. It's like that. Like someone's going to hear this man because he needs to be heard. So creation comes to his aid. And it's interesting. It makes me think of the preternatural gifts, which which were with Adam and Eve at the creation. Now, mm-hmm. we are restored through baptism, but not fully like the preternatural gifts aren't ours now, exactly. which is this this oneness with creation so you see saints that can like command the weather or things like that or or speak to the animals or whatever and this is an example of that you see it sometimes uh, where saints will actually talk to animals and the animals understand not in a way of command and being training but in a way of understanding like these fish like there it's it, it was a display of once in a while we get to see those gifts in the saints, you know, like this is what's coming when you get to heaven. You're going to be one with the creation. And like Deacon Echeverria said, God never forgets his creation. That's right. That's right. Wonderful stories we're talking about today with Julie Andurko. She's joining us today to talk about our wonderful saints and well, some animals and pets that they loved who helped them along the way. Julie, we talked about Grigio, who came and went to take care of St. John Bosco. And then the fish would come and listen to St. Anthony and preach. But God also places in our life some very special pets that we love. And St. Therese, of course, had a very special place uh, in in her family. And she had a very special dog that was had special meaning to her. Tell us about this one. Well, this is when um, Therese is probably a middle schooler. It's before she leaves home. And her mother, of course, has died when she was four. So she's it's just her dad and her sisters. And her dad gets her. He really searches to get her a good dog. He wants to get her the right dog. And so he does a little research and he gets her a dog and it's a, a Springer Spaniel. And his name is Tom and he gets it for her. The whole family loves loves Tom, but you can see in some of the family photos, he's in there. Really? Yeah, yeah. And um, she really loved Tom and she loved animals. You know how she did. But I think one of the one of the stories that is so sweet is that when she, once she entered the convent, there was a day when it was, there were some workers that had to come in and it was her turn to, like they the way I read it, turn them out or turn them in, opening the door and letting the workers mm-hmm. in. And for whatever reason, Tom was nearby. Now, you don't know what Tom was doing there. I mean, he might have left home and he might have hung out at the, at the outside the door because he missed her. We don't sure. know. But she was there and she opens the door to let the workers in and he comes and he gets under her habit and he <gasps> and he stays under there like and she cries and he dances around. Can you imagine being the dog of a saint like Therese? Uh. <laughs> so that's their story. And she made a sacrifice. You know, she didn't just sacrifice family and everything. She had to sacrifice her dog to go into the com- convent. But it seems like he was close by and that when he had an opportunity, he went and saw her. I, that's a great story. You know, th- everything that we have is a gift from God. And that includes these wonderful pets. And they teach us so much about who we are and how to love and how to care for somebody. And as in the case of St. Therese, also how to say goodbye when we're not always able to keep them with us. Julie, I just, I could talk about our pets and animals all day long. I am coming up against my break and there's some great stories that we want to hear about. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? Oh, it would be my pleasure. 
And it is 725 at Mater Day Radio. Always great to have Julie on with us. And, of course, she has a wonderful program right here on Mater Day Radio, Your Next Mission from God, as well as many other wonderful programs. They're all on our website through our programming page. Print out a programming schedule. That is at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi everyone, this is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Emergency officials warning you about landslides. We'll have that story in the news. And the Archdiocese of Seattle published the proposed list of parish families in their reorganization effort. And I've got the list of the Southern Deanery Parish families. I'll have that for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Jesus Loves You. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Walking in the church on Sunday, just a kid never knowing that someday every worry I'd find would follow me all of my life. Nervous sitting there in the classroom, the teacher saw that I was brand new. I will never forget every word that she said.
this on Sunday My daughter's standing close beside me All the things that I felt She feels them as well She's holding my hand so tightly At the classroom door before I leave I knelt down next to her Whispered the very same words I said Sanctus Real and Jesus Loves You. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this morning, as part of the Partners in the Gospel, the proposal list of parish families has been released by the Archdiocese of Seattle. Archbishop Paul Eachin released a video along with the announcement to ask for input. You're now learning what the proposed or the draft parish families are. And at this stage, we're inviting your input. We sincerely want to know from you, how does this sound? What are the hopes, the anxieties, the concerns that you see? We're seeking to know where is the Holy Spirit leading us? And it's the voice of the church that's going to help us understand that. So there are primarily two ways that you can participate and share your thoughts about this draft of parish families. The first would be to attend a gathering at your parish, and those are being scheduled now. And another option is always to go online at the Archdiocesan website and share with us your thoughts and keep praying and discerning and sharing the fruits of that discernment with us. The parish families will begin. Uh, the parish families will begin a meeting, and by 2027, make decisions to become one parish. Now, in the Southern Deanery, the family groups are Saint Rose in Longview, Immaculate Heart of Mary Kelso, Saint Mary's Castle Rocks, Saint Catherine's Cathlamet, and Saint Joseph's in Kalama. The next grouping. St. Mary's of Guadalupe Ridgefield, St. Philip's in Woodland, St. John the Evangelist in Vancouver, Sacred Heart Battleground, and St. Joseph in Yakult. The next grouping, Our Lady of Lourdes in Vancouver, the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver, and St. Joseph's in Vancouver. And then the final grouping, Holy Redeemer in Vancouver, St. Thomas Aquinas in Camus, and Our Lady Star of the Sea in 
Stevenson. So the thought would be of those groupings, you would move it all to one parish? One parish. Okay. Yes, they all have to become one. Now, there's a couple of things that jump out. First of all, just looking at my own, where Holy Redeemer, yeah. St. Thomas Camus, Our Lady Star of the Sea in Stevenson, that is a, almost an hour mm. out into the gorge. Right. How are people going to make that one hour commute? two and then an hour commute back for Sunday Mass. The second one that jumps out is uh, the the grouping with Our Lady of Lourdes, the Proto-Cathedral in St. Joseph. Now, there are two Catholic schools in Clark County, Mm. Our Lady of Lourdes and St. Joseph. Right. So what happens to the school? And I think the other thing is, is, as always with all of these, every one of these parishes have staff. Right. And what happens to all of Mm. these positions? There's just... It's just more questions. Sure, yeah. A lot to be worked out, that's so for sure. So those listening sessions are going to be very important at yeah. this stage. Well, just in time for fall, a slow-moving front is moving across the region today, bringing widespread rain and some gusty winds. This has state emergency officials reminding folks about landslide possibilities in areas of steep terrain, as well as debris flows in and near burn scars from recent wildfires, including the Smith River Complex and the Flat Fire. Officials have these reminders. Stay alert. Track the flood watch information that you get on the media and if told to evacuate, do so immediately. Listen for unusual sounds that might indicate moving debris, such as trees cracking or boulders knocking together. Watch the water. If water in a stream or creek suddenly turns muddy or the amount of water flowing suddenly decreases or increases, This is a warning that the flow has been affected upstream. And of course, travel with extreme caution. Be alert when driving, especially at night. You know, if you're driving in the roadway and all of a sudden you see rocks starting to tumble down off of the hillside, Mm -hmm. you got to be alert. For sure. Pope Francis said Sunday that regardless of one stage in life, it is never too late to receive God's love. Speaking in his Angelus address on Sunday, the Pope said that God is seeking us out at every hour of the day and that his big hearted love for us is not based on our merits. The Pope spoke from the window of the Apostolic Palace overlooking St. Peter's Square one day after he gave a strong condemnation of euthanasia on his return flight from Marseille in southern France, saying there is such a thing as bad compassion. Now, I'd looked at some of the pictures, too. We talked about that beautiful hand-carved wheelchair that was presented. Mm -hmm. I did not see any pictures from the weekend where he was using that wheelchair. All right. Well, the major film and television studios and striking writers reached a tentative agreement on Sunday. After days of marathon negotiating sessions, the Writers Guild of America said last night, paving a path forward to an end to a historic work stoppage, that has frozen production and paralyzed much of Hollywood. Terms of the agreement were not immediately known. While the agreement still needs to be ratified by members of WGA, which represents more than 11,000 writers, this marks a significant turning point in the nearly five-month-long strike. The current walkout came close to beating the longest strike in WGA history. That's a 1988 strike that lasted 154 days. Both Hollywood strikes have been drawn out and costly, with the nationwide economic impact 
of more than $5 billion, according to economists. They were talking about just in the Los Angeles area alone, the effect it's had like on the restaurant industry. Oh, real? Because yeah, they're not working. They're not working. And so it's that trickle-down effect. So uh, hopefully they get it resolved. The deadline to apply for Washington County's public housing waitlist is on Tuesday, September 26th. Last week, the Housing Authority of Washington County opened the waitlist for the first time in more than three years. There are nearly 300 available slots on the list, each for two, three and four bedroom units, and there is no set cost for each unit. Families contribute about 30% of their income toward their housing costs, and the housing authority subsidizes the remaining amount. Currently, tenant rents average about $421 per month and are based on income, the county said. That's less than a third of the cost of a two-bedroom apartment in Beaverton, according to Apartments.com. Once the wait list closes on Tuesday afternoon, the housing authority says it could be another two years before the list reopens. Low-income individuals and families are eligible for public housing. The Department of Housing Services determines eligibility based on all three items of annual gross income, whether you qualify as elderly, a person with a disability, or as a family, and U.S. citizenship or eligible immigration status. And in sports, big day in the NFL on Sunday, and no bigger than the Miami Dolphins, who beat the Denver Broncos 70 what? to 20. No. Seven, 70 to 20. It's amazing. It's the most points by an NFL team since 1966. That's when Washington hung 72 on the New York Giants. Apparently, Miami had a chance to kick a field goal at the end to break the all-time scoring record, but they took a knee instead. The the coach for Miami said, yeah, I'm not going to go that Don't need that record. So anyway, uh, that's pretty amazing. A couple of Monday NFL games uh, today, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. That's at 4.15 this afternoon. And the Los Angeles Rams are at the Cincinnati Bengals at 5.15. They're doing these double headers now on Monday for huh. Monday Night Football. It's kind of interesting. It won't happen throughout the season. but Just a few yeah, just special a few, weeks. Yeah. Huh? So one of them airs on ABC, and then the other one airs on ESPN. So okay. you can you can pick which one you want to watch or watch them both. Watch whatever them both, you're flip it back and forth. And hey, congratulations to your Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Boy, it was close. We really tried hard to lose that one, but we did not succeed, <laughs> and we came out with a W. So. Yeah, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, they uh, or the Chargers, intercepted a pass in the, end in the end zone to seal the victory. So they're one and two. So Yay. they're on their way back. The saints of our faith have much wisdom for us to learn from. One commonality between all of them is that they demonstrated heroic virtue in their lives. This is the type of virtue which places the will of God and the love of others above all. Over and over, we see this type of virtue alive in the saints. And DeSantis at Epic Pew points out there's some other commonalities many of the saints have. We'll talk about those throughout the show. First, was a love of prayer. All the saints, without exception, 
had a love of prayer. Prayer is our relationship with God enabling us to do his will. It also helps us to deal with the difficulties of life in all circumstances. In reading the lives of the saints, they are lovers of God and of time in prayer. Whether it be Eucharistic adoration or contemplative prayer, the saints make time to adore the Lord and be with them. St. John Paul II, St. Teresa of Calcutta, and Venerable Fulton Sheen are just some of those who are known for their deep devotion to daily prayer. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Coming up on Tuesday, Catholic Community Services annual fundraising luncheon happening at the Salem Convention Center. Catholic Community Services offers this invitation for its annual fundraiser featuring a complimentary lunch and an inspiring one-hour program. The sponsor hosts a uh, table. Contact by email or give them a call. Remember, you can find more details on this and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And uh, speaking of saints, Julian Durko from your next mission from God rejoins us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 744 at Mater Day Radio. Well, just in time for the fall 
season rain right on through the week. 100% chance today, decreasing to 60% overnight tonight. High of 65 degrees. Rain likely for tonight, low of 55. And then rainy and breezy again tomorrow, high of 64. Currently 58 degrees at the Grotto here in Portland. And 57 degrees at St. Peter's Church in Eugene. And I am back with Julie Andurko. We're talking about the saints and how animals had played a role in their faith. Julie is host of Your Next Mission from God, and she's joining me today to tell us some more stories about these incredible saints. Julie, thanks so much for staying with us. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, so again, to recap, in our first half hour, we talked about guardian dogs and fish who love to listen to sermons and how St. Therese loved her dear, dear dog, too. There's also the Desert Fathers, and we know a little bit about a saint who's more than 100 years old, and he had a particular encounter with some animals. I got to know more about this one. Well, I'm talking about Paul of the Desert. So we're familiar with Anthony of the Desert. Mm -hmm. He was considered the first Desert Father, but there's actually someone named Paul who was out there in the desert before him. And um, so he goes out in the desert um, because he's uh, escaping something. I don't know what it is. He ends up staying. He just decides he's going to be. So he lives there forever, it seems. He's, I don't know exactly, but I think he's about 120 years old. He's well over 100. And wow. he's been living there a long time. So Anthony of the desert, he's thinking, I got to find this guy because there's no one like Anthony of the desert. He wants a friend who can share the experience of that desert living in that particular time in history. He wants not just a friend, but someone who can identify with him. So he finds out how to find him. He goes out in the general area and then he sees, I think it's a, a, a wild cat or a coyote. He sees something go through uh, an, an area. So he follows it and it leads him to Paul and so these two meet. Now, this is interesting because Paul had this little sanctuary in there, a palm tree and a water spring, and a raven used to bring him a half a loaf of bread every day to eat. That was his food. So mm -hmm. that's how, and, and the date palm, and the date gave him some clothes. He would, he would weave the frongs. And so Anthony finds him there. And at first he won't let him into the cave. Anyway, it's funny, they're, they're, you know, it, it's interesting what it's like when you've been away from people for so long. But Anthony convinces them, let me in, let me in. And they become great friends in a very short time. And so the raven that day brings one loaf. So there's enough for both of them. They spend three hours arguing over who who's going to tear the loaf oh, because because <laughs> who's the lesser and the senior of the two of them. And, and they're like trying to outdo each other in humility. Finally, they grab it and they tear it together <laughs> and they share a meal of this bread that that raven brought. But anyway, Anthony's looking for a friend. So Paul sees Anthony as an answer to his prayers. You are here to help me die. And Anthony's like, no way. I need a friend. I need a contemporary. Mm -hmm. I don't need you dying on me. Okay. So he prayed for a friend and they both have different prayers, right? Yeah. Well, God's going to answer Paul's prayer because Paul is going to die. Um, but what he asked of, of Anthony. So in this very short time they spend together, they become very close friends in a short time because there's this level of holiness. It's like being in the body of Christ. It's escalated beyond belief. And so they have this deep friendship that is formed through the love of Christ quickly, very quickly, a matter of hours. And so Paul, thinking that he's going to spare 
Anthony, his death, says, will you go, and I know that you were given the cloak of Athanasius, would you go and get it for me? Mm-hmm. And so Anthony, wanting to be a good friend, makes it the two-day trek out of the desert to go get the cloak. He's on his way back with the cloak. He doesn't even spend any time. He just grabs it and goes. He doesn't even talk to anybody. And he's on his way back. And on his way back, he sees the soul of Paul leaving and going yeah. to heaven. So he, he knows that he has died. And when he gets there, he finds Paul in, in his cave with his, on his knees with his arms outstretched. He's just dead there like that. And, and anyway, but Paul is like 120 years old and Anthony is pretty close. He's over 90 and now he's got to bury him and it's the desert. He's like, what do I do? You mm-hmm. know what do I do. So he gets his body out outside the cave and he doesn't know what, how he's going to do this because it's, 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 it's impossible for him to do by himself. And he looks off in the distance and he sees two lions running towards him. And he's like, now, fearing for his own life mm-hmm. and hoping that Paul's body's not going to get desecrated and eaten. You right. know, he's thinking all these things. But these lions approach, they sniff the body of Paul. In unison, they lift their heads and they let out a huge roar. And then they dig the grave. Wow. They dig the grave. And so the the grave is dug. Uh, uh, St. Anthony gets Paul's body into the grave. He's saying all these prayers. All the while, the lions bow their head while he's saying it all and for the the prayers of the Mm. dead. And then when he's done, they turn around and they dig and they cover it up. They cover up the grave and then they go to St. Anthony and they bow their heads and they wait for his blessing before they leave. Hmm. Is that just the neatest story? Again, uh, the intervention of of angels or something. Uh, helpers. God yeah. sends us helpers. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? That's I just beautiful I just story. love that story about St. <laughs> Saint- Saint Paul and um, and he did he he did get parried in the cloak of Athanasius, so that was kind of cool. I love it. Julian Durko joining us today to tell us about saints and some companions and helpers. Julie, it's just incredible to have these stories about holy people that they've been passed down and people just come to know and love them. And one saint that so many in our day and age who really look to this saint because of the turmoil that we go through, Saint. Martin de Porres, and he also has an incredible story. Tell us about him. Well, Martin de Porres deserves his own big, long show. He's one of the most humble, beautiful saints with his own story. But we're focusing on the animals, and they recognized his holiness. Mm. And, um, you know, we talk about these preternatural gifts. He obviously had them because he could communicate with the animals. He just did. And so at his cell, they would show up like a turkey would show up and it'd have a wound. It'd like to be healed. And he would tell the turkey, he'd fix it. He, he, he'd bandage the wound and let the turkey stay in his room until the turkey was ready to leave and healed. There was a dog that got in a bad scrap and he was all torn up and he needed to be stitched up. And so he comes, Martin DePore stitches him up and is talking to him. is like, you know what? You need to stay out of these fights because you're not going to always 
you're not going to maybe survive them. And when he's all well, he sends him back to his bed. Go back to your master and be a good dog. Don't get any fights anymore. <laughs> you know, he was doing these kinds of things. And one time there was a bunch of mice, you know, and they wanted the mice out of the um, friary and, and they were going to try to exterminate them. Everyone would kill the mice. So he just talks to the mice and he's like, okay, I'll feed you outside, but you need to stay out of our clothes and our stuff, stay out of the building. And they did. They, they just they, they just left. They did. There was one dog. Oh, this is an interesting story. And this is in a book. It's documented that this happened. There's eyewitnesses. But one dog, he, he had mange, which is something treatable cool. and curable. And he belonged to one of the brothers. And um, the brother decided that the mangy dog, it looks bad, you know, the mangy dog needed to be put down. So he hires somebody to put him down. Okay. And that person knocks the dog on the head and, um, you know, buries him. Martin found out about it. And so he goes and he gets the dog's body and he chastises the brother and says, this is not how you treat a loyal friend. Oh. And um, he brushes him off and cleans him up and then he brings him back to life. That's the story I'm telling you. Anyway, and the other thing too, you know, like he cared like about needless suffering, even in animals, because believe me, he took care of people. So I'm not making him out to be this animal loving person who didn't love people. He loved people. He took care of people. He cured people. He prayed. This this is a saint beyond. But he has this, this preternatural part of him that he's one with the with the with his creation and when he was dying the priest who was or the doctor who was taking care of him decided he needed a poultice and they killed a rooster and they made this thing they're going to put on him and and martin knew he was dying and he knew that that wouldn't help and it wouldn't do anything and he's like you wasted his life because it's not doing me any good so you know he just he's just had this perspective Mm. that was holistic and beautiful and very, very saintly. The most humble saint, I think I know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And what a great example of compassion. We know that that animals don't have a soul, but they're gifts from God. They're part of God's creation. And St. Martin de Porres is such a beautiful example of compassion, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, Julie, we could talk all day long, and I know there are many, many stories that we could share. So I just want to thank you so much for your time today and joining us, and we'll bring into life these wonderful saints. Thank you, Brenda. Now, if you want to learn more about the saints, and Julie has many, many stories about their lives, be sure to tune in to your next Mission from God. You'll find all of our archive shows at matradayradio.com, and you can listen on your way home today with the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. If you haven't done so yet, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details on our website give you access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune in to live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio, sign up for customized prayer reminders, and so much more. Again, it is Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com. 
or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Broadcasting the fullness of truth, this is Mater Day Radio. KBV in Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator, K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at materdayradio.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.56 at Mater Day Radio. Well, changes in store for Portland's Lloyd Center Mall. We'll have the details in the news. And Pope Francis does not mince word in talking about end-of-life compassion. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate the feast of an incredible saint. He was the writer of famous songs like Salve Regina and Veni Sancte Spiritus. He compiled the first medieval chronicle of world history and mastered subjects like music, poetry, math, astronomy, and theology. He also learned to speak, read, and write German, Latin, Arabic, and Greek. Within his own lifetime, scholars throughout Christendom called him the wonder of his age. His name was Hermann of Rischenau, and he had spina bifida, a cleft palate, and cerebral palsy. Born in 1020, Blessed Hermann of Rischenau was born with crippling disabilities. At the age of seven, his parents saw that the boy had a knack for learning and gave him over to the care of a Benedictine monastery on Rischenau Island in southern Germany. The monks there taught him various subjects, and their young pupil proved to be a polymath, meaning someone gifted in multiple subjects. A genius, an artist, and an inventor, people from all over Europe came to be his students. During his lifetime, he wrote several amazing treatises, including one about the influence of music on the human brain that is still used in modern musical studies. He also wrote a compilation on the history of the life of Christ. It's said that he never ceased praying for his body to be healed, and one day, Mary actually appeared to him and offered to bless him with a healthy body or wisdom. Without pausing, Herman chose wisdom, and this certainly is reflected in his life. At the end of his days, when he was blind and completely bedridden, he prayed and created poetry and hymns, one of them being a favorite to many of us, the Salve Regina. A prolific man who lived a life of virtue and fullness, Herman was beatified in 1863. Blessed Herman is proof that each and every human is an experience of God's majesty here on earth. While his body could have been an excuse for self-pity, Herman instead chose to do what he could with the gifts hidden within. Also, shout out to the monks who helped raise him. That could not have been easy. The patience and willingness of those monks to mentor Herman gave so much fruit to the church. If you are struggling with a disability, a physical injury, or even a mental disability or trauma, know that you are more than the things that seem to hold you back. So much good is waiting to burst out of you. And always remember, there is a crowd of angels and saints cheering you on. Blessed Herman, ora pro nobis. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. 
Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis condemned euthanasia and abortion as actions that play with life. And there is such a thing as bad compassion. During a press conference aboard the papal plane from Marseille to Rome on Saturday, he said, you don't play with life, neither at the beginning nor at the end. It is not played with, he told journalists. Aboard the plane, Pope Francis was asked by a French journalist whether he had spoken about euthanasia in his private conversations with France's president, Emmanuel Macron, earlier in the day. The French government is currently preparing to pass a controversial bill on end-of-life issues that could legalize assisted suicide and euthanasia in the country. The vote, which was postponed because of the Pope's visit, will be held on September 26th to the 28th. Francis said he did not address the topic of euthanasia with Macron on Saturday, but that he had expressed himself clearly on the issue when the president visited him at the Vatican last year. Well, changes are in the works for Portland's Lloyd Center Mall, Urban Renaissance Group, the Seattle-based developer that co-owns the mall with New York lender KKR Real Estate, unveiled its long-term vision to transform Portland's oldest mall into a mixed-use neighborhood development. The developer said the 29-acre site's long-term future will include housing, shopping, entertainment venues, and preserving the mall's centerpiece ice rink, or some version of it. Urban Renaissance Group said the reimagined layout of the site will include new roadways that connect to Portland's street grid and add outdoor space reminiscent of the mall's open-air beginnings. Lloyd Center has been a landmark in Portland since it opened in 1960. Over the years, the mall underwent a series of expansions and renovations. You asked me, are they building a baseball field there? Aren't they? Wasn't that one of the proposed sites? I think it was at one time. There was thought, but it doesn't look like it now. So, sorry. Okay. I am too. Yep. Israeli airstrikes struck militant sites in the Gaza on Sunday for the third straight day, the Israeli military said, after Palestinian militants near the border fence launched incendiary balloons into Israel and threw an explosive at soldiers. The strike came on the heels of an Israeli military raid in the northern West Bank that Palestinian health officials said killed two Palestinians. It was the latest bloodshed in a surge of violence during a sensitive Jewish holiday period. A series of violent escalations on the border between Israel and Gaza over the past week has raised the possibility of an escalation for the first time since a brief round of conflict last May. The Israeli army said Sunday it had targeted two posts belonging to Hamas. The posts were close to the fence separating the territory from Israel, where dozens of Palestinians have been holding daily demonstrations for the past week. Well, cycling company Shimano is recalling 760,000 bike crank sets in the U.S. and Canada 
due to a crash hazard that has resulted in several reported injuries. According to a notice from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, the now recalled crank parts are separate and can break, risking crashes. More than 4,500 incidents of the crank set separating and six injuries have been reported to date, including bone fractures, joint displacements, and lacerations. The crank sets were sold both individually and are bicycles sold by other companies, including Trek and Specialized, according to regulators. In the U.S., the products were sold at stores nationwide between January 2012 and August of this year. Those who own the recalled crank sets are urged to stop using them immediately and contact an authorized Shimano dealer for an inspection. I did a quick check when you were talking about this story. Mm-hmm. I have a Schwinn, so I'm, I think I'm clear on that recall. Yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> you, you can check. I think you can go deeper if you want to on it, but uh, yes, I think <laughs> you're probably all, okay. I, there are so many uh, bike companies out there now. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, there was just uh, Schwinn. The big, uh, big thing now, big sellers now, the electric bikes. Yeah, yeah. I see those yeah. a lot on the road. Yeah. An Italian pizza organization picked a Portland restaurant as the 19th, 1-9, best pizzeria in the world. How about that? Right here in Portland. Uh, David, you know what it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ken's. Artisan Pizza. Been around a long time. It had previously been named as the third best pizzeria in the United States by the group 50 Top Pizza, making it automatically eligible for the world's best guy for 2023. Owner Pete Cost and chef Vince Crone and retired founder Ken Fortish uh, attended the ceremony at Naples at Century Old Palazzo Real. 50 Top Pizza had previously telegraphed the top 15 spots on its American Guide, had the inside track to make the world's list, making Ken's a near lock to become the first Portland pizzeria to be ranked among the 50 Top Pizza's global guide. Now, two other Portland pizzerias from the American Guide, a Pizza Shoals on Hawthorne and Nostrana on Morrison, they did not even crack the world list. On social media, Forkish wrote that while he might be retired to Hawaii as the restaurant's founder and owner for 16 years, he gets to enjoy a few victory laps, calling the award show a thrill. Now, the top U.S. ranking was New York City's Una Pizza. Una. All right. That came in at number two so, in the world. Yeah, think about this. Number two. Wow. Think about 19th in the world. I mean, think about how many pizza places there are right? in the world. I mean, think about the just the U.S. alone, let alone the world, and in Italy, obviously. To be 19th, that's it. That's impressive. I'd love to go to that event. I would. I would do my best to try as many different pizzas from around the world. I'll travel, too. You could just send me to all these that's different right. places. Uh, I think that is really really incredible so not so now ken's is probably going to be hard to get a slice of pizza there <laughs> yeah, i've I, never been yeah it's right, not too far so uh, easy easy travels for that one in sports university of portland soccer sunday in seattle the fifth ranked pilots men's team fell to 20th ranked university of washington three to one Portland drops to 5-2 and two overall after the loss. Pilots open up WCC play on Saturday at home against the Pacific Tigers. Portland women's team beat Cal Poly 2-0 Saturday night on the bluff. It is the Lady Pilots' fifth straight shutout. 
Their record now stands at 6-1-2. and Pilots will hit the road for their first conference match against the Pacific Tigers in Stockton, California on Saturday night. We know that every soul that goes to heaven is a saint, whether we know their name or not. It is all of our goals to become saints. Sure. That's what we want to do. Well, from what the saints that we know, they have a few commonalities, and we've been talking about those in today's show. The first one we talked about was love of prayer. And secondly, it was a love of others. The saints have displayed various personalities. Some are outgoing while others are more introverted. Some loved being around people and then others preferred alone time most of the time. Either way, the saints have in common their love of other people. They willed the best for all those around them and they prayed for their eternal salvation. Also, they had a love of God's will. The saints prayed for God's will in all things, even if it involved suffering and death. They always prayed to stay close to Jesus, especially in the tragedies of life. Many of the saints were martyred, but not all. Some suffered internally by renouncing their will to do what God wanted. That's not an easy task, but they always offered themselves fully to God. Examples of sacrificial saints are St. Maximilian Colby and St. Gianna Beretta Mola. Hmm. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Wednesday this week at 7 o'clock, it is Oregon Pioneering Catholic Social Action Lecture in person and on the line at Catholic Charities Clark Family Center. Join Catholic Care... Catholic Charities of Oregon as it celebrates 90 years of providing help with creating hope. Communications director and featured speaker Ed Longwa will speak about the strong and compassionate historical figures of the organization. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And our next interview... Theology of the Body for Families. This is a great curriculum, really starting to take off nationally. All right, you're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Mater Dei Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Mater Dei Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MontredayRadio.com. That's MontredayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Monterey Radio. And it is 8.13 at Mater Day Radio. Going to be a rainy day ahead. 100% chance of rain decreasing to 60% tonight. Going to be kind of mild, though. Highs are going to be in the mid-60s the next couple of days. Rain likely again tonight, low of 56 and 80% chance of rain Tuesday, 100% Tuesday night. So, yeah, get the rain jacket out. Okay, I'm ready. It is currently 57 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. And 57 degrees at Blatchett High School in Salem. I'm excited to welcome back Lindsay Karen. She is the creator of Theology of the Body Monthly Kids Magazine. After getting some national attention, her program has really kicked off, and she's joining us today to tell us where things are going and how families can get involved and join in in this fantastic program. Good morning, Lindsay. Thanks so much for joining us again. It is so wonderful to hear how fantastic things are going with your publication. Thank you. Hi, Brenda. It's good to talk to you again. Um, yeah, so we actually had a feature on EWTN a couple weeks ago, and then the Catholic News Agency published an article based on that. So that hit a lot of news circuits, and um, we now have sales going in 45 states and five countries, and we have about um, 15 inquiries on starting TOB communities in local towns around the country, which is another thing that we do. We help parents kind of figure out how to gather together um, and form like-minded communities. I think that's incredibly wonderful. And congratulations for our listeners. Remind them in case this is the first time they're hearing about in your magazine, what it is and how it all comes together in the ages. And well, really just remind us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So TOB Monthly is the publication of our nonprofit, TOB Parent School, all of the TOBs obviously standing for Theology of the Body. And we were formed about three years ago here in the Portland area. A number of us from different parishes started teaching Theology of the Body to our own kids. And, um, and then we decided to gather all of the experts and create our own content for the busy modern Catholic parent, because we found that all the excellent content that was out there and available was still kind of too hard to crack into. 
for um, people who are busy and on the go, but want to teach their kids this truth about human personhood. Um, so we now have that available. It's been, I would say, our stuff has been out for about a year now, and we will be working on a new cycle of content soon. But we offer magazines from ages 2 to 22. So they're split into five different age groups. And we call those age groups littles, kids, middles, teens, and campus so that you can walk through Theology of the Body uh, with your child at any age or stage. Lindsay Karen is joining me today. She is the founder and creator of Theology of the Body Monthly. So many wonderful things going on. So, Lindsay, it's wonderful to hear about that. Like you just said, there's so much information out there about Theology of the Body. In fact, Pope St. John Paul II took five years, Wednesday audiences, to create this. So, of course, there's so much information. You've been able to break it down, produce it in a very sound and Catholic way. You've So much so, Archbishop Sample has given you an imprimatur. Explain that to our listeners and how important it is to have that label on your publication. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, like I said, we did gather all the experts um, from different fields. So medicine, psychology, uh, legal, theology, education, when we put the magazines together and um, we had a spiritual advisor who was a priest walk us through the process. So we were pretty serious about it from the start. And then that made it really easy to submit it to Archbishop for the imprimatur. And for those that don't know, the imprimatur is basically his official stamp of approval. Um, It says that the documents are free of any moral or theological errors and that um, he is giving his stamp of approval to have them printed and distributed. And you have been working also on Spanish language magazine also, but you do have another step to go through for that. What kind of help do you need in order to get Spanish language produced? Yeah, so we have actually had all of the magazines in every age group translated to Spanish for about six to eight months now, they are ready to go just with um, Archbishop and the Archdiocese. We're working on finding somebody who is um, well-versed and trained in theology and specifically theology of the body and has professional experience translating from English to Spanish that can just um, review all the magazines and make sure that they were translated properly. Okay, so if somebody is out there listening, they can definitely reach out and connect with Lindsay and offer their services. For people who are listening now, they think this sounds incredible. They want to involve themselves in this program for their families. You have a couple of events coming up where people can find out more information. Tell us what's coming up this month. We're launching a series called Lunch and Learns, and those are on one Thursday a month, every month. Um, in Tigard from 12 to 1, and I have all that information I can give later or on my website. Okay. If they, and then what is the Lunch and Learn? What does that entail? Mm-hmm. So Lunch and Learn is free. Um, we provide the lunch, and then we're there with the materials again, so you can kind of look through them. It's less to promote our materials, but more um, to promote theology, the body in the local Portland area, because I feel like there's still a lot of people who are unfamiliar with it. And unfortunately, I think in the cultural climate that we have out here, you know, it's, it's getting a bad rap for the wrong reasons. Um, mm. And so that's what some people are hearing. So it's really a, a comfortable, safe place to come and ask your 
real questions. Um, I have some examples on the flyer, and these are these are the questions. Is TOB for non-Catholics too? What is a parent school anyway? Um, what should schools and churches be doing if this is for parents? Is TOB anti-LGBTQ? Is it political? Is it sex ed? Is it just about sex? And on and on. So those are a lot of the questions that people have asked, and I would just love to answer them for people. Oh. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful day. And again, you're right to be able to come look at the materials and have some of those important questions answered. I think it's just a perfect opportunity. Those uh, lunch and learns coming up October 19th, November 9th, and December 7th. Well, Lindsay, is this is just incredible that your program has taken off so well. We wish you all of the best for listeners who want to find out more information, maybe get a subscription for their own family. Where can they get more information online? They can find all of this on our website at tobparentschool.org. Okay, real easy to find. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Congratulations on all this, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Thank you, Brenda. And again, that is Lindsay Karen of Theology of the Body Monthly Kids Magazine. And actually, it's a magazine for well, just about every age group uh, from little ones all the way up to college. And you can find the information that Lindsay just talked about. I'll include those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 821 at Mater Day Radio. Well, exactly, exactly, Brenda. Oh, well, one I know week, what you're going to say. One week from this Monday, it will be the start of our Fall share 2023 Fall share The theme this time, Be Changed, focusing on the Holy Eucharist. In fact, we have this wonderful quote up from Father Mike Schmitz. It says, The Eucharist has the power to change and revive the hearts of every human being. Oh, so true. So we hope you will join us for our Fall share October 9th through the 13th. We have some wonderful guests lined up, volunteers coming in to answer the phone. But if you like, you can go on our website and make a pledge right now to our matching fund. All the information about the Fall share on our website, materdayradio.com, or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed that most modern philosophies are very dark and depressing? As G.K. Chesterton says, most people in our world today have been forced to be happy about the little things, but sad about the big ones. But that's not the way we were meant to be. We were meant to be joyful. Sadness is only an interlude. Praise should be the permanent pulsation of the soul. The Christian is able to deny himself immediate pleasures because there's great joy and fulfillment inside him. The pagan must constantly seek after pleasure because there's great sadness and emptiness inside him. Joy, which is the small publicity of the pagan, is the gigantic secret of the Christian. Let's share the secret. 
Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. It's time to register for CYO Fall Sports. Youth in grades three through eight can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team play together with building their skill sets in volleyball, cross country, and swimming. Additionally, youth in first and second grade can sign up for Hot Shots Basketball. And we are hiring volleyball and basketball officials. Visit our website at cyocamphoward.org to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith, on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Your donation will enable all youth to participate regardless of socioeconomic status while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's cyocamphoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.26 at Mater Day Radio. You know, I may have said our fall share was a week from today, Monday. Right. It's I'm, a week from next Monday. Yes, it's two weeks from two today. Two weeks from today. Two <laughs> weeks from today, just to clarify that, not to rush you. Anyway. I panicked for a second. I saw that on your face there. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk the potential of landslides coming up in the news. All right. And the Archdiocese of Seattle published the proposed list of parish families in their reorganization efforts. Now 16 parishes in southwest Washington become only four. I'll explain how that's going to happen in news. Here is Sarah Kroger. Alleluia is our song. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. What hope we have, even in the longest night, for the light will overcome. We will not fear, for we know the sun will rise. we have even in this wounded world where the battle rages on we will not fear for we know who heals our souls how 
Sarah Kroger and Alleluia is our song. It is 8.30 at Matre Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. As part of the Partners in the Gospel, the proposed list of parish families has been released by the Archdiocese of Seattle. Archbishop Paul H. released a video along with the announcement to ask for input. You're now learning what the proposed or the draft parish families are. And at this stage, we're inviting your input. We sincerely want to know from you, how does this sound? What are the hopes, the anxieties, the concerns that you see? We're seeking to know where is the Holy Spirit leading us? And it's the voice of the church that's going to help us understand that. So there are primarily two ways that you can participate and share your thoughts about this draft of parish families. The first would be to attend a gathering at your parish, and those are being scheduled now. And another option is always to go online at the Archdiocesan website and share with us your thoughts and keep praying and discerning and sharing the fruits of that discernment with us. The parish families will begin a meeting and, by 2027, make decisions to become one parish. In the Southern Deanery and in the Mater Dei Radio listening area, the family groups are <clears throat> Little North at St. Rose in Longview, Immaculate Heart of Mary Kelso, St. Mary Castle Rock, St. Catherine in Cathlamet, and St. Joseph in Calama. The next family group includes St. Mary's of Guadalupe in Ridgefield, St. Philip's in Woodland, St. John the Evangelist in Vancouver, Sacred Heart Battleground, and St. Joseph in Yakult. Now closer to Vancouver, there is Our Lady of Lourdes, the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater, and St. Joseph. And then the final grouping is Holy Redeemer Vancouver, St. Thomas Aquinas in Camus, and Our Lady Star of the Sea in Stevenson. So it sounds like there'll be a lot of time for input, given that you said 
2027. That's when all of the decisions are made and these multiple parishes. I mean, Ridgefield, there's five parishes in Ridgefield, Woodland, Vancouver, Battleground, Yakult. They all have to choose the one place Mm -hmm. and the one name that they will be as as part of it. It's quite possible that these new groupings won't even be the name of the parish that they are going to. They may pick a new name altogether, a a patronage to a saint or something, uh, and become something new. Um, As I talked about in the first hour, one of the things that points out, at least to me especially, is if you're a parishioner out in Stevenson Mm -hmm. at Our Lady Star of the Sea, it's an hour. It's, yeah. it's pretty close, even if it's to Camus, uh, one way. Yeah. You know, so that's a long way to go if we're talking about, um, you know, mass, yeah. for one thing, faith formation, confirmation classes, mm-hmm. all of those types of things. How are all of those going to be incorporated? The second one is Our Lady of Lords combining with the Proto-Cathedral in downtown Vancouver, St. Right. Joseph. St. Joe's and Our Lady of Lords are the two churches in the southern area yeah. that have the Catholic schools. Yeah, yeah. So what happens? Can the schools be independent of a church if that particular church is the one that's decided to, sure. to shutter? I don't know. Well, I'm kind of wondering, too, just about the buildings themselves, like uh, with the, that trio of churches exactly. you're talking about. If you move to St. Joseph's, then what do you do with the cathedral? Does exactly. That, does, I, I can't imagine yeah. that not continuing in the history of our archdiocese to be the proto-cathedral. Right. So, uh, Lots of questions. Lots to be determined. Well, just in time for fall, slow-moving front moving across the region today, bringing widespread rain and gusty winds. That has state emergency officials reminding folks about landslide possibilities in areas of steep terrain, as well as debris flows in and near burn scars from recent wildfires, including the Smith River Complex and the Flat Fire. Now, officials have these reminders. Stay alert, track the flood watch information on the media, and if told to evacuate, do so immediately. Listen for unusual sounds that uh, might indicate moving debris, such as trees cracking or boulders knocking together. Watch the water. If water in a stream or creek suddenly turns muddy or the amount of water flowing suddenly decreases or increases, This is a warning that the flow has been affected upstream. And then, of course, travel with extreme caution. Be alert with driving, especially at night. You know, watch for those telltale signs like rocks in the road in front of you, those sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, that time of year, be careful. Pope Francis said Sunday that regardless of one stage of life, it is never too late to receive God's love. Speaking in his Angelus address on Sunday, the Pope said that God is seeking us out at every hour of the day and that his big hearted love for us is not based on our merits. The Pope spoke from the window of the Apostolic Palace overlooking St. Peter's Square one day after he gave a strong condemnation of euthanasia on his return flight from Marseille in southern France, saying there is such a thing as bad compassion. Pope Francis spent two days in the French city where he spoke at a meeting of young people and bishops called Mediterranean Encounter with a message that the deepening migrant crisis unfolding in the Mediterranean is a reality of our times that calls for wisdom and a collaborative response from European nations.
Other major film and television studios and striking writers reached a tentative agreement on Sunday. After days of marathon negotiating sessions, the Writers Guild of America said last night paves the way forward to an end to the historic work stoppage that has frozen production and paralyzed much of Hollywood. Terms of the agreement were not immediately known. Now, while the agreement still needs to be ratified by members of the WGA, which represents more than 11,000 writers, this marks a significant turning point in the nearly five-month-long strike. Now, the current walkout came close to beating the longest strike in WGA history, a 1988 strike that lasted 154 days. Both Hollywood strikes have been drawn out and costly with the nationwide economic impact of more than $5 billion, according to economists. The deadline to apply for Washington County's public housing waitlist is on Tuesday. Last week, the Housing Authority of Washington County opened the waitlist for the first time in a more than three years. There are nearly 300 available slots on the list, each for two, three, and four-bedroom units, and there is no set cost for each unit. Families contribute about 30% of their income toward their housing costs, and the Housing Authority subsidizes the remaining amount, according to Washington County. Currently, tenants' rents average $421 per month and are based on income, the county said. That's less than one-third of the cost of a two-bedroom apartment in Beaverton, according to Apartments.com. And once the waitlist closes on Tuesday afternoon, the Housing Authority says it could be another two years before the list reopens. Low-income individuals and families are eligible for public housing. The Department of Housing Services determined the eligibility based on these three items below. Annual gross income, whether you qualify as elderly, a person with a disability, or as a family, U.S. citizenship, or eligible immigration status. Hey, how about we talk a little football? Okay. So much yesterday in the NFL, and I watched every little bit that I could, starting with the Green Bay Packers in the morning, who came from behind 17 to nothing, and then scored uh, all the points in the fourth quarter Uh to win it. I watched the end of that one. I then jumped to the Kansas City Chiefs game, which uh, they won. Uh, I can't even think now who they were playing. Who were the Chiefs playing yesterday? Uh, Let's see. Kansas City... um... I can't. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you here. I, you know who was there? That's why I, that's why I don't remember who they played. Because there was a bigger story in that game than uh, the game itself. Which is what I saw, too. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Taylor Swift. She was in the stands. She was in the stands. Supporting Patrick Mahomes. Uh, no. Patrick Mahomes is a married man. No, I know, Travis but she was Kelsey. supporting and rooting for them. She was supporting is, Travis Kelsey, is the that tight her, end. That's is that her, her guy? Technically, or supposedly, what? her new boyfriend. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's who she was in the stands for. I got to read my tablets yeah, you, more. You better, you better get with it because, uh, yeah, the Chiefs beat the Chicago Bears 41-10. to 10. Yes, so she, in fact, Taylor Swift was uh, in the skybox with Travis's mother right next to the mom. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow, David, you know your pop culture well, well. Where have I been? It's only because I was watching the game and they <laughs> talked about it throughout the game. But, Who has uh, not been talking to the fact, about the fact that Taylor Swift right. was at that that's game? That's right. Uh, so anyway, uh, that was interesting. And then probably the most unbelievable score was the Miami Dolphins beating the Denver Broncos 70-20. to 20. 
That's incredible. 70 points in the NFL. That doesn't happen very often. In fact, the last time it happened, 1966. Wow. That's when uh, Washington beat the New York Giants. They scored 72 on the Giants. In fact, Miami had a chance to kick a field goal at the end, which they would have had 73 points, and they could have had the record for the most points scored, but the coach said, yeah, that's I'm, not, I'm not going to do that. Didn't and need so that record, huh? They, they, they took a knee, and uh, that's how that ended. Then tonight, actually starting this afternoon, two games on, quote, Monday Night Football. Philadelphia is at Tampa Bay. That's at 4.15 in the afternoon, and the Los Angeles Rams are at the Cincinnati Bagels. That's at 5.15. So uh, one of those games is on ABC, the other on ESPN. So you got yourself a doubleheader. You can flip back and forth to watch. And your Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> held on to beat the Minnesota Vikings. After the Packers game, they broke into the final <laughs> minutes of the Chargers. Uh, like I said in the first hour, they tried really hard to lose. Yeah. They were doing their best. Unfortunately, they weren't successful, and they came away with a win. That's right. <laughs> I was going to talk about the uh, Dallas Cowboys, Don't. but I thought Patrick might be listening. We should so not ask anything <laughs> of Patrick today. Yeah, that's right. The saints of our faith have much wisdom for us to learn from. One commonality between all of them is they de demonstrated heroic virtue in their lives. This is the type of virtue which places the will of God and love of others above all. Over and over, we see this type of virtue alive in the saints. And don't we all want to be a saint? And DeSantis at Epic Pew points out there are some commonalities many of the saints have. We've been talking about them throughout the show. Love of prayer, love of others, and the love of God's will. And finally, resignation. Now, they had a resignation to continue even along the most difficult paths. In this journey, they found joy, which is only found in doing the Lord's wishes. Even upon death, the saints were joyful to do God's will. This was holy resignation, and they did so willingly. We're all called to saints, no matter our life situation, vocation, or circumstance. God loves us immensely. We can be saints in following the guidance of the Holy Spirit every day of our lives. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Coming up on Friday at 930, it's a mini retreat with Dina Marie Hale walking with Mary and the Holy Angels. It is going to be at the Grotto. Renew at this mini retreat with Adina Marie and Faith Moments on the theme, We Are Never Alone, Walking with Mary and the Holy Angels. The program includes refreshments, fellowship, and inspirational talk. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Uh, you know that Dina Marie is our uh, guest host for the Fall share -thon. In two weeks, In two she'll weeks. be here. That's October 9th through the 13th, by the way. So uh, we hope you will join us for that. Well, it is fall. All you yes. have to do is look outside. It uh, came in like a lion. Yeah. And uh, here we are pouring down rain. Well, I don't know if I'd say pouring, but it's been blustery. It's, it's, it's Portland rain. It's Portland rain. That's right. So uh, we're going to talk a little fall, huh? You got some of your chores done. There's a list. So I think you might have a couple of check marks already on how to get your house ready think for I do. autumn. Did one this weekend. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's HelpOurMarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.47 at Mater Day Radio. I was looking at the satellite imagery. There's yes. a big old load just spinning <laughs> right out there in the ocean and just pushing clouds right over the top of us. And it looks like they're not going anywhere soon, which means a rainy day and a rainy next several days. Kind of mild, though, because the wind's coming out of the south, which keeps it a little warmer, high of 65 degrees. Rain tonight, 70%, 80% Tuesday, 100% Tuesday night, 80% Wednesday. You get the idea. A rainy next several days. Okay. Uh, currently, it is 60 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And 61 degrees at uh, De La Salle North Catholic High School in Portland. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning, Glenn? Here's David and Brenda. So I was out shopping. You didn't know that there was such a store called Home Goods. I did not. You thought it was just like I was looking for home stuff yeah. at the store. You told me that, and I thought you were just generically. Yeah, I went to home, went get some home goods. Oh, yeah. that's nice. But you said there really is a, a home store, goods store called Home Goods yeah. that I went shopping at, and I always come home with something. I don't know why. That's just one of those stores. And this time I came home with cinnamon 
Cinnabon K-Cups for the Keurig. Oh. And so I dropped that in when I got home. So it it smelled of a little, it puts a little hint of cinnamon in the coffee. I gotcha. Yeah. Very fall-like. I was going to say, that's very nice. So Actually, I'm going to say, to me, that's more Christmas-like. I know cinnamon? you liked cinnamon, yeah. Like oh, okay. uh, cinnamon. I would put peppermint as the Christmas um, spice. Okay. Because I always get the cinnamon uh, is... hol- holiday cinnamon candles. But, okay. Yeah. I, I, either no. way, I, I get you. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's incorrect, David. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll I'd have see, cinnamon. I think any, cinnamon French toast is good for breakfast any day, and a cinnamon coffee would be great for a second cup today. That's right. All right. So looking outside, yes, the faucet has been turned on. We are talking about Portland showers. Now, if anybody has lived in Portland for more than a rain season or two, you know what we're talking about. Oh, absolutely. It's not like raining hard. The water is coming down in a shower. Mm-hmm. Now, we can do this in the Portland area for days. Oh, yes. Showers. Yes. That's what we've got coming up. And that's the way, That's the perfect way for the first week of fall to introduce itself. It sure is. And, uh, you know, we were talking about some fall chores, and I did get out and do one fall chore. Okay, so let's see my, if it yeah, made the list. Okay, despite my football watching, I actually did do some things over the weekend. I just didn't sit in front of the TV. I did get out and do some work, and I did a little yard work, actually. But the main thing I did, because this is problematic for me, I got up and I cleaned one of the gutters. Now, I'm not okay. doing all my gutters. I leave that to professionals. But I did. I have one corner of the gutter where a downspout is that is right above my entryway. Into That's the, the one you want. House. That's the one I have to get to. And it's. I can get... What well, My wife holds the ladder for me, and it's. I can get up there pretty easily and do it. But if I don't clean that out, it just... Overflows, overflows right where you walk and, and you want to walk you, in yeah. the house and, and yeah. not get rained on exactly that is on the list of things to get done especially in this area yeah we know how mucky and yucky that uh actually i shouldn't say we men around the area yeah. a few ladies will go up the ladder but not in our household uh good deacon knows well the certain um perfume that mm-hmm. leaves in a gutter make oh, yes. uh, when they've been building up there for a little while. And again, I, I'm i safety first for me. And uh, in my advanced age, I'm not going to fall <laughs> off a ladder. It's a, you do not need to do I that do, these days. I do not need to do that. So like I said, I'll do the little corner one that I can get to pretty easy with the wife holding the ladder. But beyond that, I'm leaving that to the professionals. Okay. Yeah, that is one of the things that they recommend you do. Is yep, you got to get those gutters clean yep. now rather than later. Mm-hmm. How's your lawn looking? Lawn's not looking too bad. I mean, I, I what I did do this weekend because I knew it was going to rain. I put down a little uh, nitrogen fertilizer there to help green it up because it was pretty dry. Like I've told exactly. you before, I don't really water mm-hmm. during the Many summer. Many people don't. Yeah, I just let it go dormant and it br- gets browned. But it's amazing how quickly it'll green up with weather up. like this. And yeah. they say now is the time to yeah. overseed your lawn, yep. repair any of those areas, so that way the following summer, mm-hmm. all that seed is going to come up and right. get to get your spring yep. going. The other thing, because we got to think about spring, bulbs for next spring. Oh, now yeah. is the time because they got to get in the ground and be cold. Mm-hmm. And, and then in the springtime, the bulbs come up. Yeah, This one is an excellent one because you 
think, oh, I'll get to that later. Well, now is the time to get to it. You have got to make sure your home is ready for dark mornings and earlier dark evenings. Yes. Change your light bulbs out there. Make sure all of the lights are working. Mm-hmm. Is your cameras, your you know, your front door cameras, all of those things ready because dark days are are close. We were commenting this morning. Yeah. I opened up the window at seven o'clock and I was like, this yeah. Dark out. Dark. We commented that last night, in fact, at home. It's like, look how dark it is already. So it changes quickly. All right. They also talk about getting your outdoor decking handle. Yep. Any outdoor furniture could probably go in or get wrapped. We've got a covering over in, in our kind of outdoor living area. Mm-hmm. We put all of the cushions to the middle. Oh, yeah. That's all we do. And then it just keeps them from getting rained on. Right. And then Scott's favorite thing to do, look for cool spots coming in from under the door, around the windows. Make sure Mm -hmm. you are ready for cooler weather. Yeah, I got one problem, Ari, and that's our front door. For some reason, there's just like a little bit of tiny space there. And if it's cold out, you can feel that cold air. So we have these little uh, snowmen. Oh, we just sit in front just of the, sit front, in the door. front door. Yeah, and it's nice. They just they're they're fun and uh, keeps the uh, cold air from coming in. I think I'm going to have to find something decorative. I think right now all we have are just these brown. They just kind of blend into the wood. Yeah, kind of long, you know, heavy yeah, 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 tubes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Whatever that is. Sure. So just a couple of those areas, and then lastly, they say make sure now would be a good time to change the filters on your heater. It's yep. going to start kicking on in the morning now. So. Just a few things to remember. As if you didn't have enough to do, get I, these things done too. I turned our heater on yesterday because it can t- it can smell a little dusty if you don't run the heater. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's exactly. been sitting all summer long. And so just open the doors up and run the heater and, yeah, get the, get the dusty smell out. All right. And it is a great time of year because we know that as this rain moves through during the week, following it, we'll have some really nice days yeah, too. We yeah. still have some beautiful fall days oh, to absolutely. look forward to. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One final look at your weather this morning. Going to be a rainy, showery day today. High of 65 degrees and then uh, more rain tonight. Low of 56. 80% chance of rain for Tuesday. 100% for Tuesday night. So the showers just keep on coming. Currently 61 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here's Jesse Monabusen, The Life You're Living. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
what's your holding ever close? Your life renews us as we live the life that you are living. You'll call on Jesus to live your justice and your peace. Your life renews us as we live the life that you Jesse Montabusen, The Life You're Living. That's Jesse Montabusen, The Life You're Living. It's 8.59 at Monterey Radio. I got in too big of a hurry there. I know. I yes, called you back you a little bit late, in. too. That's right. That's okay. All we right. made it. We did. It's a Monday. It's a Monday, but thank you so much for joining us on this last week of September. Just like wow, that. Wow, just like that. And the first full week of fall, too. Officially. So you can I know. We were so, talking yeah. about how we had the first day of fall was Friday at 11.50. Yes. I was not awake when that came in. <laughs> I was not either. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning, Milan. Uh, let's see Living Stones Monday evening with Deacon Harold Brooks Rivers and Ken Helanius. You can catch it on the Hail Mary media app. Have a blessed day.